and Chowder. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Cheese and Chowder, the RML podcast, episode number 18. With you, as always, your boys, Cheese and Chowder, Cody and Brad. Brad, how we doing, buddy? All right. It's been a long time since I've heard, I heard, I've, uh, heard that beautiful voice of yours. Oh, yes. Right back at you, buddy. Um, yeah, it has been a while. I mean, three weeks now. It's a little over three weeks. We've, we've been kind of slacking here. But, uh, yeah, we're going to try something different, guys. So um, you probably have already heard since probably about going to announce it as we release these episodes. But we're going to try a shorter format. And, um, you know, a lot, you know, obviously the longer format is something we've been doing a lot of. And we ramble a lot. But we're going to try to keep it nice and tight for you. And, um, you know, maybe 30, 40 minutes or so every week. Make it a little more digestible for you guys. And make it so that it's, you know, easier for you guys to listen and kind of get your cheese and chowder fix. And then ho- hopefully this will uh, allow us to do it like every week almost. It's like, well, well, we can have more time to do it. You know, like if two hours, we got to really schedule it ahead of time. But 30 minutes, I can I can put away 30 minutes in a night during the week sometime. So, right. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. And, and it feels like the part of the problem is we're always trying to play catch up. And that's why they take so long. So I feel like now with this format, we, sh- we should be able to kind of get a more routine schedule going and be able to keep it up with the league versus having to play catch up and talk about everything that happened over two or three weeks instead of we can just do kind of a weekly progress type thing. So hope you guys like it. And um, yeah, let's jump right into what we got going on in RML this season. Season number five is here upon us. We're about halfway through, about eight or nine games, currently about week nine or so, week 10, and many teams are about halfway done, and we're looking at kind of the new, the stories and some some big things that have jumped out this season. Um, let's go ahead and start off in the AFC. Uh, one, one thing that stands out is the, um, the AFC East race is a little different this season. Uh, we have a new front runner, the Buffalo Bills, and that's uh, Mitch right there. He's on, at seven and one record. Uh, he's won four in a row, and he's the top that division with a nice two-game lead over Motherload and the Dolphins. Dolphins at five and three, and then uh, Bundy and the Jets at four and four, third place in that division after a very strong year last year. Uh, what do you make of this division? Do you think um, Mitch is going to run away with that? Uh, I actually, my, my first thought, my first instinct was, yes, I think this is Bill's division to lose, which it still is, but I'm taking a gander at his schedule right now, and oh boy, does he have a tough couple weeks coming up here. Starting week 10, he plays the 5-3 and three Broncos in Chiz. Week 11, he's got Weasel. Week 12, he's got Danny. Week 13, he's got the Chiefs. Week 14, he's got Bundy and the Jets. That's a very tough five-game stretch, and we could very easily see the 7-1 and one Bills become the 7-6 and six Bills. So I think the, he's got to at least steal one or two of these games. Otherwise, Bundy and uh, Motherload are right there. But Motherload's only two games back. Bundy's three games back. Uh, Bundy does play Bills again, and I believe Motherload does play him one more time. So I think I don't think this division is as, as closed as you might think it is. I agree. I think it's not wrapped up yet. I think it'll fall back down to towards the middle of the pack. But it is nice seeing 
um, some a few teams kind of starting to establish themselves now in this division versus previous three or four seasons in the beginning where that division was really struggling to stay keep their head above water and stay above 500 um now we're seeing you know two even three teams that are actually competing for wild card spots and actually having pretty solid records and pretty good seasons overall so i think it's pretty good to see it's healthy for the afc to have another division that is um kind of performing better and and consistently competitive now and and, and, and Another cool thing with the AFC East is that it might, it's like one of the only divisions that like we've had a different like winner like every single season. It's you know rotating at the top. It's not just one dominant team at yeah. the top. Um, it's definitely it's like the NFC East of in real life. It seems like every year there's a new top dog or there's some you know there it's very competitive every year and they're always kind of beating each other up and and there's always somebody um, at you know in a different spot usually. So um, yeah, I agree. It, it's it's, I think, like I said, it's healthier and it's better for the league, and it's good to have, um, you know, an, like I said, another division uh, that we can count on to be uh, a little more entertaining for us. I think uh, one, other, one other thing just to clean up, uh, Dolphins and Bills has or have already played twice this year. Uh, my vote beat him week five, and then he lost him week nine this past week. Uh so, you know, little Mother doesn't play head-to-head, so he's got to just win his games. But he does finish the season against Monkey and then against Weasel. So, AFC East has a tough schedule this year. Yeah, they got the NFC East, it seems like, uh, in the other conference. So, you know, there's some good teams in there. But, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, it, you know, I don't, I don't think the Bills has won uh, the division yet, has he? I don't believe so. Yeah, I, I knocked him out of the playoffs last year, week 17. Uh, I yeah, that. and Motherload won the first two or three, I think, and then Jets won. Yeah, Jets won it last year. So I don't think I don't think the Bills team in general has nope has gotten yeah, a division. They, they have not. I'm not sure they've even made the playoffs. Uh, to be honest, I, so, I don't think so. Yeah, so this this is pressures on second half of the season for the Bills. All right, let's jump over to uh, AFC West. Um, yeah, I mean, another solid performance by the top three in this division. Uh, first half of the season is looking pretty good for Danny and Q for sure. Danny 8-0 undefeated. His offense is obviously still one of the best in the league. And Q and the Chiefs look at, right behind him at 7-1. and one. Um, A little less margin of victory for Q. He's getting some more close wins. Um I know, I know you can speak to that one. And then Chiz and the Broncos uh, rounding it out in third at five and three. And then Vic uh, not having as good a season as last year at two and six. And he's lost four in a row. So, I mean, it seems like it's a two-headed battle with maybe Chiz as a underdog wildcard option. But Danny versus Q, do you think... Um, can Q kind of come back and upset Danny again? Or do you think this is Danny's to kind of lose him or I think he's going to probably run away with it. Uh, it just, it seems like one of those years that he's just clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. I like, I agree. His, uh, his, if you look at his game log, it's like he scores like at least like 40 points, like every single game. It's ridiculous. And, uh, he beat Q week one, 40 to 17. I don't, I don't, I think Q has beat Danny in the past, maybe one or two games. But I think Danny's on another on another level this year, and I, he could very easily go sixteen and zero. Um, 
and would be obviously an AFC favorite to come out and be in the Super Bowl once again. But yeah. as far as, uh, but you know, Q is still right there in the wildcard spot and at the five seat. So could do a lot of damage there and make a run. Uh, but we'll yeah. see what happens. And, and then Chiz, uh, Chiz, who whooped me, and uh, I, I have not gotten blown out in a while like that. Hey, and guess who? So. Guess whose only win is over Chiz <laughs> season? Raising my hand right now. One and seven, only win against Chiz, and then the yeah, very next I, week he whoops you. I don't, I don't understand that. I guess you made him upset or something. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Vic disappointing two and six. Which uh, just want to shout out the stat line: twenty-two oh, interceptions in the last four games. For yeah, that's small, a rough, small rough stretch. Vic. That's always been the problem with him, unfortunately, but it's been exacerbated <laughs> big time. Uh, going back to Danny, though, I think what you said, I think he is the front runner for the AFC. It feels like Danny and Tillman are kind of finally hitting their stride these last two or three seasons, and I feel like they're clearly kind of establishing themselves as the top two in the league um, with, you know, Sarv and Doe kind of in that mix, um, a few others kind of hanging around. Um with upset potential in the playoffs, like you and Weasel and Monkey and kind of a bunch of other guys that are very good players that can possibly, you know, get a win here and there. But it seems like Danny and, and is leading the pack and then Tillman right there with them for each of their respective conferences. So it'll be interesting to see if anyone can um, kind of take him down and um, put a notch in that loss column. But my bet is probably no. I do play him again, but I do play Danny. I play him this right. week, so. <laughs> Let's see. I'm not really looking forward to that, but you never know. Maybe maybe I can get, maybe I'll just go beat all the AFC West guys, and I'll be 4-12, and 12 and then all, all, my, all my wins will be against the AFC West. Yeah, I doubt that. Okay. All right, let's jump over to the AFC North. How about these guys? Uh, close battle at the top. Bruce and the Steelers at five and three, and Beast Mode also at five and three, and the Ravens. Um, I'm, you'll have to look and see if they played each other yet, and what their schedule looks like. It's very interesting to look at the numbers, though. Steelers, um, Bruce has scored 285 points, and Beast Mode has scored 159 points, and they have had the same record. That's pretty wild. <laughs> That's over a hundred and twenty point difference. And they have, they're both five and three. So clearly, Beast Mode's defense, allowing only 120 points, one of the tops in the, in the entire league, is carrying him. And we've known this for a few seasons. Kind of, he's been up and down. And his defense has always kind of been his strength. But his offense, I mean, there's no question his offense has to get better in order for him to even have a chance in, in the playoffs if he gets there. Uh, I think so. Let's start with, so first of all, Bruce, I feel like Bruce is one of the most underrated players, like in RML, like teams this year. Offensively, like, he's honestly established himself well, as one of the better offensive players. Yeah, in, he has two, two of the top receivers, yardage-wise, in the top 10. They were one and two. He's the best, pa- he's weeks. probably one of the best passing, besides Danny, him and Danny are probably the, the two best peer passers in the game. Yeah, he also has one of the best rosters in the game, and that's, you know, good GMing. We'll see how that looks after this free agency upcoming i don't know how much these guys are asking for but as you were alluding to before bruce and beast mode have not played yet 
they got two games in three weeks coming up, week eleven and week thirteen. So those games are going to be huge. Exciting. Yeah. Those, uh, if any, if any, either of those guys beat like sweep them, then that they easily have the division. I mean, two games doesn't seem like it's very, very much, but in the division late in the season, yeah, it's definitely going to be too much to overcome. So, I mean, that's going to be big. So whoever wins the first one, the other guy, the pressure will be on huge the second one because you're going to need to get that one back. Otherwise, you're probably done for in that division. And you may not, you may be struggling to get a playoff spot. You know, the AFC is, is picking up some slack. They got some competitors in the, the wild card division as well, or the wild card spot. So, and, um, and if you want to, uh, not to cut you off, sorry to cut you off, uh, but if you want to tune in for some offensive fireworks, week 17, Steelers versus Raiders. I think that could be a potential shootout right there. Yeah, could be a playoff seeding right there, maybe, or or even, you know, maybe Steelers fighting for a, a division championship. Who knows? Yeah, it could be very interesting, plus two of the and, best offenses in the league. And while, while we're on the topic of AFC North, do should we devote the next minute to shit on Han, or should we just let that go? Because yeah, it's I been mean, it's a very, it's been, very con- bad It's been pretty consistent. For yeah. Him. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know, yeah, what it is, but, yeah, it's just not there. And I have no room to talk this season, so I'm not really going to be that guy. If you want to shit on him, you can go ahead. But, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. It, it's Some people, last season, it seems like, I mean, there's a few of those, you know, we've talked about over the, the you know, many episodes this season, this Madden, all, literally all the episodes this Madden, this Madden 20. Like, Sentra is one of them that has just... There's been a few that have underperformed from what we expect them to. I mean, both both Sentra and Han had 14 win seasons in Mad 19. You know that, right? It's just 14. Uh, it's, win, they were 14 and two at one point each. It's of them. so interesting. It's so interesting because it's like, I guess it's just like the style of Madden. Like some styles that you play fit better for some Maddens. Like you know, like the spin move is OP last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Maybe some poor roster decisions, or well, also just the competitiveness of the league in general. Like it definitely it has changed a decent amount, and you know, and also like the way the divisions line up. Like obviously last year, you know, you may have been in a division that wasn't, you know, very good, or that you know you had guys that you knew and that you could beat easier than others. So there's always you know minor things like that that start to add up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's just not looking like um, maybe one. Maybe he'll get one season. One. Let, let's let's just hope he gets one good season. Mary, he's at least competitive and fighting for uh, maybe a 500 record or a playoff spot. But yeah, I don't have much else to say about the AFC North. It it, it I'm looking forward to that uh, those two matchups though, and uh, seeing who comes out between Bruce and Bruce and Beast Mode. I I think those two are exciting to watch, and they're they're in their own respective ways because, like I said, they're very different styles and very mm-hmm. different teams. All right, yeah. AFC South, round out the AFC here. Let's go ahead and talk about this. Uh, how about in second place? Yes, sir. Mr. Tenderloin and the Tennessee Titans, unbelievably at four and four, two game win streak, defeating the Indian- Indianapolis Colts and Doughboy. In one of those games, and now within one game of the division lead, never thought we'd see it. He, he's um, 
yeah, it, it was. I, I didn't really get a chance to watch that game or see any of it. Well, Tendi, your time has come. We are fi- episode 18. 18 episodes later. This is as close as this we're going to get episode, to you. This is the first episode that we have not shit on Tendi. This is as neutral as it gets. You're, you're 500, so we're not going to be. We're not going to praise you. We're not going to shit on you. That's this is what you get. Uh, and I just want to shout out Doe. Doe hit Tendi with the GG Brad after that game. Uh, for the record, I was playing Fortnite with Andy Hoyle. Who yeah, you have you also you're saying you have an alibi. And and Tendi passed for 344 yards. I have never passed for 344 yards in my life. And Madden, I don't, I don't think you've so. yeah even completed 344 <laughs> yards in, in the, like four games. Yeah. So rest my case, though. But Tony Pollard, uh, good pickup for Tendi. Uh, although yeah. he did get he did get hurt the game after, and he's out for like six weeks now. So maybe Tendi will. He's stuck at four wins, but he has four and four right now. That's all that matters. He didn't really. He didn't get rid of Bell, did he? Or did he? Did he uh, end up getting rid of? Him? He did not end up getting rid of him. So, kind of I mean, at least he has a, a Bell cow, <laughs> pun intended. But yeah, I mean, if I was predicting the, the outcome of this, I don't think you know Tendi has a realistic chance. But you never know. I mean, there's you know a lot of games left, and if he can somehow, I mean, he's gonna have to you know. Do better than be four and four game. in the second He's half. He's got to be good teams. I He's going to basically have to go probably six and two in the second the, half to have a chance. wild card isn't out of the question. I mean, it's a lot of teams to fight through, but it's possible. If he, if he keeps winning, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit too optimistic, but Tendi, you're getting there. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually bring up the, um, you know, the, the points for and points against just as an indicator of, of how, if they're overperforming performing and his so not ideal probably more realistic that he drops back down below 500 uh, at some point this season and probably finishes below 500 but you know we've seen stranger things happen um, and then at the bottom of the division at both at one and seven the Jags and the Texans again struggling uh, to keep up and uh, get a lot of wins. We'll talk about some of these one one win teams in a little bit. Um, the Texans have ninety five points scored in eight games. Well, I don't sorry, know. but well, he'll get yeah. better. He's still pretty new, so I'm not going to shit on him too much. But uh, yeah, that's that's not ideal. He's almost two hundred minus two hundred in the points point differential. Well, yeah, I think the Colts. Although it's interesting that the Colts have three losses already after. Um, well, he's had three seasons now of at least fourteen wins, right? I believe so. He's, all, he's always he's always up there. I don't think he's he, had one. I don't, actually, I think all four seasons he's had fourteen wins or at least he, thirteen. He's the earliest to, we've uh, ever seen three losses, or he lost if he's to, at him at all. He lost to Danny. He got blown out by Danny, by the way, forty-eight-seven, week five. Uh, he lost to Sarve in the Saints, thirty-eight, thirty-five, and he lost to Tendi. So, uh, <laughs> wow, what uh, what legendary company? <laughs> <laughs> The great, the three greatest, right there. That's three of the goats: Danny, Sarve, and Tandy. Man, that doesn't get any better. Man, that's classic Doe right there, if I've ever seen it. Somehow, Tandy has beaten Doe, I think, three times, like in this Madden. Seems like maybe more. I think like, at I least like twice. Definitely at least twice. That, it's, I know he definitely has at least two. I'm thinking it's th- that was the third, because I we I've talked about it on the podcast before that he kind of has his number and he always seems to play him well. Like I think he has a, another game that he lost that was like less than a score, or not less than a score, but like yeah, a one-score game. So, yeah. So I mean, he somehow plays up with, with just just with Doughboy. So I don't know what it is. 
All right, let's wrap up the AFC side. Let's go to the NFC. Try to get these lightning rounds done. Um, let's just talk about us real quick. The NFC North. Uh, you are talk about six it. and three. <laughs> not much. Not much to talk about here. You're going to win the division. Uh, I mean, Bears is picking it up. He's won three in a row. Oh, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Bears. Bears. Like I'm calling it now. Good. He's going to be in the playoffs in the se- next season or two. Yeah, I think so. He's pretty good. Um, it'll make it very interesting once I finally pick up my stupid. Yeah, what the hell? I counted on you to give me terrible. cheese and chowder. is supposed to be this whole big thing, and you had yeah, to go lost ruin it. six in a row after beating Chiz. I'm one and seven. Vikings is also one and seven. Yeah, it's just a weak year for the a- NFC North. Um, yeah, I'm last, uh, last season, I think I jinxed myself last season when I talked about how, well, I didn't talk about it on air, but I talked about how I've have never had a losing season. I've yet to have a losing season at Madden 20, but I've also yet to make the playoffs. Like I'm right in that that 500 to 10 win area, and now now I'm probably going to be a top five pick in the draft. At least I have something to look forward to. But um, <laughs> might be tanking season now. But uh, yeah, I mean I'm I feel I'm still playing the games. I'm still enjoying myself. But it it definitely is like man, it's so deflating, especially when you know you're decent and you know you can win oh man it's so deflating i hate it i could probably go do a whole podcast about that honestly i hate it so much but you're having a good season your your plus nine your point differential is 170 but you're only six and three how's that possible you well, a lot of i lost the uh, yeah i got blow blow wins, wins i lost the one close game the q and then how's he my i, I forgot who my other loss was against uh oh we's weasel weasel on overtime i lost weasel on yeah, overtime and I lost to a Q in at the end of the fourth, and, and then yeah, the Chiz blew me out. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, but you have you have 341 points scored in nine games. That's like pretty solid. That's like 36 points a game, 37 points a game. So, you're way up there in uh, the offense this year. Melvin Gordon having a hell of a season. Maybe the MVP. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Let's go to the. Uh, NFC East. Oh, uh, so for, I mean, I'll, I'll take the lead on this. Uh, Monkey, finally, he was chasing. Well, we, we've said this before, so hold on. <laughs> Go ahead. But Monkey has never beat Weasel twice in a season. Yeah, and he has finally true. accomplished that. But Monkey is not out of the woods yet, and I would not put it past Monkey to blow this division lead. And I can just imagine the memes now. If yeah. Monkey Boo. If Weasel. It says Weasel. Did he play Monkey two times in three weeks? I believe I believe they did play twice already. Well, yeah, I, I know they played twice, but I'm just curious because it says he lost three in a row. That would mean he'd be four and one. I didn't know if he you know, lost early or if they were both recent. I thought that, I think they were both pretty. You know, oh, he, uh, he lost to Shane Week 1. Remember we were talking about that? Yeah. So he lost the monkey twice in three weeks. No, it was week week three and week seven. Oh, well then he yep. didn't lose to Shane week one. Are you talking about weasel or monkey here? Weasel. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm talking about weasel. Four and four. Two losses against monkey. He lost to Tillman week eight and then Sarv week nine. He he had monkey Tillman and Sarv. Three weeks oh, okay. Lost, he okay. Lost. And then he had, so he lost early to Monkey as well. That was but the first. His, his schedule really lightens up here now. Playing the Redskins, 
the Bills, maybe the maybe uh, Mitchell can give him a run for his money, and then Snorts and then Steve. Shane, Shane versus Weasel could be a big game week fourteen. That could decide a playoff spot. Well, they play those teams. They all, they all play those teams. So Monkey and Weasel. So that's not really an advantage for either of them. But it, that could decide the wild card spot, though. I'm saying. Yeah, true. If he need, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he, yeah. At four and four. Well, and while yeah, we're on that topic, he's, it's, still, he's still on just, up there. So, predictions. Do you think Weasel misses the playoffs completely? As we got Kunk and Shane right there. Shane's sitting at seven and one in the five seed, and Kunk at six and three, and then Maddening at five and four, and Weasel sitting right there in the eight seed, four and four, tied with Dog and Charlie. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I I think this is the year. It he just. It seems like he's a little off, and he may may be focusing on different things. I feel like he's trying to d- develop his players and do those types of things, which he usually is pretty good at. But he's kind of made a lot of changes. Um, I don't know, gameplay wise, and also his roster. It seems like he's been making some uh, a decent amount of trades too. So uh, I'm I'm not sure if he's trying to kind of resurrect something and create something special on offense but it's taking it's clearly taking some time and it's clearly um taking away his um his performance abilities I'm, I, I don't know how else to put it but you know it just seems like he's not focusing and he's not clicking the way he used to you know i think like where his roster was like a year like a season or two ago was like perfect and then he messed with it too much and yeah. he kind of even though like he might have not got worse it was just different and yeah. didn't fit what was working for him. Yeah, some, and, sometimes you have that t- team chemistry or that team <laughs> gel, even though it's not in the game, but you 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 experience it yourself because you kind of grown to know how these players play and react and things. So, and then as far as far as him making the playoffs or not, I, right now like it's looking tough. Like Shane's got a pretty easy schedule still. He's going to win some more games. He's not going to finish with one loss, but. You know, he's got a three game lead on Weasel right now, so he can afford to lose a game or two. And then yeah. Kunk at six and three has had good games, and the games he lost haven't has uh has been inconsistent, but he was close to believe one game. He was, he lost in a one possession game to Sarve, which would have been huge for this uh wild card spot. And then Maddening is a game ahead of Weasel as well. And then don't forget, like I said, Dog and Charlie could still be factors, although yeah. I, I don't know what their schedules look like because they got to play Saints twice a year and then Kunk. As well, but uh, Weasel's got a lot to dig through to get to that six seed. I think he'll he'll end up being pretty close at the end with the wild card teams. Um, I would say, honestly, neither Kunk nor Shane really stand out to me as as huge contenders. Like they they Kunk's you know is a pretty good player, but he always seems to lose games that he shouldn't, um, and he kind of. I don't know, his records always are way less than I expect him to be for a, a guy who seems like, you know, when I watch him play, he seems way better. When I play against him, he seems way better than he is. Um, so I, I, and then Shane, you know, is so inconsistent year to year. So who knows, second half of this year, maybe he'll drop off. But um, I, I wouldn't put it past, because especially with the scheduling, you know, he, you said he still has to play. Obviously, he's still got at least one more against Eagles and Redskins. Then he has a lot of uh, the AFC East, which, is still, you know, it's much improved, but I would, I think Weasel is better than just about every team in that division, really. So, I, I, I'm, I think he'll be close at the end, maybe <laughs> around nine and seven, ten and six. So I'm um, thinking he get, probably gets five or six wins in the second half and ends up making it pretty close in the end. And the big, the big thing here, I'm just looking at week fourteen, week fifteen. Weasel plays Shane week fourteen and Maddening week fifteen. Those are the 
games right there. Those are the most important games. Shane and Madden. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because Madden's not out of it either. I mean, he's five and four, so I mean that that's another hat in the ring for the wild card spot. So, um, but we'll we'll get to the NFC West here in a minute. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, so we're we're thinking monkey. Are, do you think monkey is pretty much have it locked up? I mean, he's basically essentially he has a four game lead on Weasel because he has three game lead, but he has the tiebreaker. It'd be a collapse of epic proportions as he's he's beaten Bundy now, so he's gonna get that yeah. win. So he'll be eight and it, one. It but I mean, he's he's got he's got like Tillman. I mean, maybe you have competed with him before. Like I don't really see that many losses here on Monkey's schedule. Like Monkey would have to absolutely collapse against some like which we definitely. It always seems like <laughs> at the end of the year is where he definitely has his worst games, and I don't know what it is if he if he actually experiences the pressure or what. But I mean, I think he does. I mean, I I definitely think he he he. But he's he seems to be a little more level-headed than previous seasons and even previous Maddens this year, at least, even though he's dealing with the the most, you know, the weaselest of weasels yeah, for, for, that has ever for, existed. For Monkey to blow it, he would have to, like, lose to Steve or Redskins or something like that. Yeah, he's going to have the losses. probably at least one or two that he shouldn't, which is, you know, it's, possible, it, it, it's but... definitely possible, but it's unlikely and... You know, as long as he sticks to his game plan and just doesn't make, you know, stupid mistakes and, you know, start just doing dumb things, then, you know, but that's all of us, I guess. So, <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the NFC South. West. No, NFC, okay. NFC West. Um, so we talked about Shane. He's 7-1. and one. Monster season for him again. The second time I think he started 7-1 and one or 8-0, no, I think he was, maybe one year. I think it was like season one or season two. So it's been a while since he's kind of been in the limelight, um, but he's back in it uh, in second place in his division, just a game behind Tillman, his only loss being to Tillman so far. So uh, Tillman has that tiebreaker pending, their second matchup. Uh, Tillman undefeated, still 8-0, no surprise there at all. And uh, Rams at 5-4 and four, uh, in third place, like we said, kind of battling for that wild card. Um, and then the Cardinals are 0 and 8, worst record in the league, the only team without a win. So Andy's struggling once again. But you know, maybe he'll get another top pick. Who knows? Hopefully, he still has his first. Uh, it's going to be this. This these drafts are starting starting to get important here uh, now with the announcement of keepers and all that. So well, we should talk about that too. And look too. Yeah, we um, do another episode for that or something. Maybe. <laughs> I kind of have time to go over all that, but uh, uh, yeah. So Tillman and Shane at the top. I think. What do you? Uh, so um, Tillman, I think Tillman finally figured it out. We kind of talked about this before in other episodes. But Tillman kind of figured his his player style for this year, and he's just dominating. And like I literally pinpointed the exact moment that it happened. Like <laughs> he was four and four one season. I think season one yeah. or season two. Yep. And then literally the like I I told I pretty sure i even called it in advance i was like this the, you guys just realized tillman just turned it on like it's it's over now like he he's not gonna have he, he's not gonna lose very much again again at all and um and he you know he's the def- defending champ so obviously he got the uh the super bowl title congratulations by the way i don't think we have uh 
have we done an episode? Uh, I, think we did. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. So congratulations to the Seahawks. Tillman getting his first ring. Huge W. And uh, yeah. So, so. This, this brings up one question I have. Do you think that this season we get an 18-0 and versus 18-0 and Super Bowl between the Oakland Raiders and the Seattle Seahawks? Oh, man. That would be something. It's definitely possible. I, I would, if I was a betting man, I would say no, because just because, you know, th- things happen. But it seems like these guys just aren't going to lose. Like, if they would have, they probably would have happened already. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's interesting. I have to look at the schedules probably, but I'm 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 I would look forward to that. I hope. I mean, I don't I don't hope it happens necessarily. I mean, I'm I mean, I guess I don't have a chance, but. Um, I'm not rooting specifically for anyone, but that would be pretty cool to see, you know. But uh, have we seen Danny and Danny and Tillman? That was, was yeah. that, that was last year's Super Bowl, I believe. Data, data leagues and that last week, apparently. I'm looking data about, leagues. I'm so bad at remembering. I'm so bad at remembering who's in every year. I'm like, oh man, I know I know Seahawks won, but was it against? Yeah, yeah Danny? I'm pretty sure it was. Are we? Man, I'm, I'm blanking now. Yeah, well, I, I got to log it. Like, I'm going to start putting... Like, yeah, we a, need to, yeah, we need to... A Google Doc of all the playoff stuff. brackets and stuff. Did you find it yet? Uh, oh, let's see. Wait, hold on. This year was 20... That was 2022, season four. Yeah. Danny, Danny B, Chargers, and Jason Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Danny was in the Super yeah. Bowl. Well, what was the score? Do you remember? What did you say? Uh, no, because uh, Daddy League didn't update for the Super Bowl week, apparently. Oh, that's lame. So. Oh, well. Well... Well, maybe it'll be a rematch. Who knows? But it'd be pretty cool to see, you know, 18 0 or, or 16 0 and then 18 0. But uh, I, I think they'll both go 16 0 in the regular season. But I don't know if they'll be able to get through unscathed in the playoffs. But if any season, it seems like th- this is the year that it would happen for sure. But yeah. All right. uh, um, One yeah, more so NFC South then. Uh, Kind of an overlooking Sarve, and he's seven and one, still one of the best records in the league, and one of the best players in the league. You know, I think we can officially say that now. Uh, he's definitely, you know, stepped it up. Some people argue that his roster has helped him a lot, but you know, if I took over that roster, I would not be winning Super Bowls or be seven to one, probably even. So, yeah, he doesn't even have one of the, like he has like one of the better rosters, but people. Yeah, it's not like it's not like God tier roster. You know, he's he has one good player and then a lot of other solid pieces, uh, you know. But I, I agree. I think he's just a really good player and a good user. Uh, Kunk at six and three, uh, like we said, holding down the it would what would be the sixth seed right now. Um, man, his offense has been lighting it up this year 349, 349 points. So maybe a new new regime in the in in the Bay Area over there in Tampa. And then, uh, wow, this whole division's pretty solid. I mean, we got no one under 500. The Falcons and Panthers, Dog and Charlie at 4-4. Four and four. Panthers, minus 77 point differential. So 4-4. Four and four, four and four. <laughs> seems like... Well, they're getting blown out. Getting blown out 62-10 to 10 by Kunk is yeah. not helping. And then 44-3 to three against me does not help the differential. True. Yeah, that'll probably do it for you. But uh, I mean, yeah, the records. Well, five hundred still have a chance. I know we're kind of running short on time here, but uh, like 
met like people like everybody overlooks Charlie and and Dog because of like the division and like Saints has always been top tier no matter who the user been and Kunk's always been good. But like if you put Dog or Charlie in another division like a mediocre ish division like they probably make the playoffs like they're not yeah. that bad. So I, like, I, you I know look out so. for next Matt look for, out for next Madden if they get in different divisions for Dog and Charlie to make a run. That's yeah, some- I, would, I agree. Yeah, they're they're both pretty pretty solid. I would I would say both of them are probably better than I am. And honestly, because I, if, if I was in that division or if they were in our division, I think they would probably have better records than me most seasons, especially this season, but obviously, but in other seasons too. So, and also I played them head to head this season or not this season, but in previous, you know, seasons, Madden. I played them yeah. in general. And uh, I think, don't think I've beat either of them. I may have beaten Dogfather once, I think, when he was struggling early on. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Saints have this one probably throughout, but you never know. Kunk seems like he's playing pretty well. Um, still has a chance. Do you know if he, they've played each other yet or do they have any matchups? They played uh, Saints beat Bucks 45-42 week 8. Oh, yeah. Week, thir- week 13, they got a matchup. Okay, so that'll be a pretty big one. But you know, Saints schedule... Saints schedule the rest of the way is pretty light. Who did he actually, lose to? Actually, really light. He lost to Tillman. Oh, okay, yeah. And that, that was the, another. So just another, a quick. I think that was a close game too. I'm pretty sure it was like it a three-point game. It was 16 So one possession. Okay, one one point. Yeah, seven point. Uh, just a quick read off of Saints schedule the rest of the way. Panthers, which you know maybe Dog puts up a fight. Uh, one and seven Vikings. One and seven Packers. The big game against Bucks, three and five Bears, one and seven Jaguars, four and four Panthers, and then the six and three Lions. So not many games that I see. So fourteen three. and two, maybe thirteen and three, <laughs> maybe not even. Maybe probably fourteen and two. I'd say he but, maybe, maybe and, loses but one of you know, games. But you know, one of those games because right now the top three seeds are all seven and one or eight and zero. Oh. So losing one or two games could be huge for getting a bye or not in a playoffs. Right. Yeah, well, know, let's talk, still let's talk about that. Let's talk about that since we're basically just wrapped up all the divisions. Um, a lot of highs and lows in this season. So seven teams have are have seven wins or more. So we're we're through about what week nine, right around right, right week nine. Ten, ten, Everyone's ten. played about eight or nine games, right? Everyone's played eight games. Some teams have played nine games, and there are seven teams that are at least seven seven wins, so seven one, seven and two or better. And then at the bottom. There are seven teams that have one win or less, so pretty interesting how it's still so split. That's almost half the league has, you know, is ninety percent or ten percent or so, you know, something close to that. So pretty interesting to see that. I, uh, I, we we're talking a little bit about this before the podcast, but what do we think that, you know, what do you think the reason for that is? And I said, um, you know, teams, there are some teams that are underperforming, clearly, like myself. Um, and then, you know, Centra and Snorts and Chargers and um, Bundy is four and four. You know, n- not all the teams are, you know, down at the bottom, but there are clearly a lot of teams underperforming. And then there's teams overperforming, which I feel like we don't see as much as we're seeing this season. Like this season seems to be, much more fluctuation where the teams are than where they normally are. Like Monkey at seven and one, 
not, I'm not saying he's overperforming, but he's, you know, clearly playing very well compared to where he normally plays. Um, Q at seven and one, again, playing a little bit better than he, you know, normally plays. Bills, seven and one. Um, so there's a lot of teams that are not normally at the top of their own divisions or their conferences that seem to be kind of just playing a lot better this season. So I don't know. It's just something we noticed, something kind of like an anomaly that we're kind of seeing. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll continue throughout the year. Maybe it won't. Who knows? Yeah. I think it's just, maybe it's an anomaly. Like you said, I don't think it's like that big of like a, like a roster thing. Like people may think like, obviously it has a factor and some of these teams have 91 overall teams and stuff. But if you look at, like that league shows the overall, like the total overall of a team on the team, you know, tab. Yeah. And everybody's really in the 80s. Couple of 90 overalls. Uh, Bruce has the best team, I believe, at 91 overall, tied with uh, Chiz at 91 overall. Didn't and, didn't Weasel have a 91 for a while? Yeah, but he's he's down to a 90 now yeah. after a couple of trades. And but the worst the worst <laughs> the worst roster in the league is the Redskins at 78 overall. And you know, it's kind of the most shocking thing, as I'm looking right now, the 7 and one 49ers have a 79 overall roster. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty. Kind of, that's pretty impressive, because I mean, a lot of the argument this season is that, you know, there there's much more assistance from the the computer if you you know have a like abilities a and stuff. better overall team, yeah, and abilities and things like that, which makes sense. You know, you you would expect your team to play better. That's a huge factor in the game it should be is how good your team is. Otherwise, what's the point of having overalls and ratings at all? We just have a bunch of vanilla gray people and, you know, just play user style and we you know everyone's the same 50 overall or whatever, you know? So yeah, it is interesting that a team like the Niners can have boom seasons like this where they, you know, are putting up a lot of wins and good numbers. I mean, I think he still has, Zeke Elliott, right? And yeah, he's, he's been carrying him. And Chav, Chav is the wide receiver. Really oh good. yeah, that, that was a huge, huge get for him. Um, yeah, pretty interesting. But also one thing to note to note about just in, in general, like team building, is you definitely have to keep up with it. Like it, it clearly does affect performance. You know, if you if you just left your team as it is drafted wise, you're going to start dropping off right around now, especially losing players but also they're you know getting in out of their primes and into oh, their 30s, uh, the, the, you know. the, the detroit lions would not be as good as they are this year on paper trust me when i say that i'm losing some talent and some yeah. guys are going to retire some guys are going to regret this, pretty this bad. is right where because this is after season five i mean literally everyone's first round pick is either has to be re-signed to a, a huge contract or they, they have to you know figure out what they're going to do with them drop them trade them this is going to be a huge season for um, trades and free agents. And I mean, we say that, you know, no, but like lot, this, but this is the first actual good free agency this, class. This is definitely going to be the one. And uh, so I think these overalls that I just read off are going to be a lot different next year. Yeah. And maybe, maybe this will shake up the standings too. I think this could be a good test of like, see, you know, how much it affects and what teams can overcome. This will, it'll also be a chance for a lot of teams to kind of reset. I feel like, and that's kind of my, my goal. I'm like, okay, I I've had Cam Newton for five seasons. It's obviously not working. I need to kind of let, let go and kind of start over, uh, not, not a rebuild, but like a fresh reboot and kind of re re 
retool my offense and retool my team. I feel like a lot of people are going to be in that same boat with, um, you know, aging players kind of dropping off. Plus now we've announced the real rookie draft, which will be happening at the end of season five. So that will be a, a huge, you know, impact with a lot of new quarterbacks um, and a lot of new, you know, skill players thrown in the mix there. So, and the draft, you know, is shaping up to be a little bit better than it was last year, at least for quarterbacks. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of new players coming in that will be uh, pretty interesting to see how those guys affect and then to see if there's any old quarterbacks like Cam Newton or, you know, <laughs> some of the guys that were drafted in the first round, Andrew Luck, for instance, moved on for, from you and other, you know, quarterbacks that are probably in their mid thirties now in the game are kind of, um, moving away and maybe even being left behind a little bit, you know? So definitely. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But I think that's, uh, we, of course we overran our time yeah, slot that bad. we said, but it's, still but it's a lot more, a lot more manageable to digest than the previous podcast. We got a lot, we got a lot of content and for only being 40 or 45 minutes. So yeah. All right. Well, that was pretty fun. Um, look forward to doing this hopefully on a more routine weekly schedule uh let us know what you guys think if you guys you know of course if you want to be a guest or you want to see certain segments or anything like that or talk about some stuff just let us know we're always open to suggestions um yeah anything else brad i think that's it let's uh keep oh 30 teams qualified for the mid-season upgrades that is phenomenal and you and you thought that people would stop you thought that it would slow (laughs) down it's it's faster than it's ever <laughs> fucking been, dude. 24-hour advance. We literally had, like, almost seven day... We had, seven, like, six or seven 24-hour advance, advances in the first, like, eight or nine weeks, dude. This is nuts. Props to you guys. Props to this league, man. We love it. Everyone is just having a blast. And, uh, yeah, just keep up the great movement of the pace of the league but also just the activity and the positive vibes man we always love seeing it so as always from your boys cheese and chowder this has been another episode of the cheese and chowder podcast we'll see you guys next time so long cheese and chowder